What is going on, folks? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. My mic over in front of me. Oh, happy Friday. Drop in the chat. What is your number one biggest learning seven days in? Well, what's your biggest learning so far? <laughs> My biggest learning is the same thing you got to learn over and over again, which is doesn't matter how long you write. If you fall off board, you got to get right back on. That's right. Every time. You can never learn that lesson too many times. Let's no, see. Done can't. better than perfect. Great. Isn't just for writing. What up, folks? How we doing? Consistency gets you followers. It's true. Uh, you can write consistently. That's right. You can write. That's a good lesson to learn. We all knew it. You just proved it to yourself. Been there all along. Love the forcing function. Someone made fun of us for saying that too much, but I think it's a perfect. I love uh, that phrase. I say it like 19 times a day. That's all it is. That's what it is. Tough without sacred hours. True. You always got to find them. Never too late to post essay number one. That is some truth. As long as you do it today. What else? Uh, My biggest lesson. So I've spent the last like five mornings. Basically, I wrote a thread of exploring everything that I plan on writing about this year. Kind of some broad level topics. And then I've woken up each morning for the last five days and done a 90 minute brainstorm on just that topic. As many headlines, many as I ideas i now have something like 174 things i could possibly write about now it's an input game now i just gotta sit down for 90 minutes every day and do it which is the hard part <laughs> the, the easy part's pontificating about all the incredible things i'm going to write uh, yeah and that's always a good lesson for to relearn all right, we'll give it 30 seconds, let more folks get involved, and then we'll kick it off. Everyone who made it here today, you're going to you're gonna have something. You're going to have something real rare is a glimpse into how to write irresistible headlines. And I bet you a, a bunch of people were like, I already know how to write headlines. I already know. I didn't, I didn't need this live session. No, no. I guarantee you will walk away learning some new things today. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's go for it. All right. All right, so quick logistics today. Um, this is live session number three. Live session number four is next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's a nightly one. Throw a little one in the rotation there to make sure we hit all the time zones. So just uh, something to keep on your radar. That one's not going to be at 1230. It's at 7 Eastern. Submit your Q&A questions. I think we have something like 50-something questions. We're probably not going to get to them all, but the most relevant ones upvote ones that are already there that you really like answered. Those are all in circle. Um, weekly partner matching opt in again on Monday. I think, I don't know how many we've done, but we've done a ton of matches. And then as always, there's the, the instant match which I'm going to hop on after this call and do a couple. Um, so if you, if you want to zoom with me, you can do that and then continue to share your learnings in public where I think, I don't know how many people have created visuals by now, but, it's a ton and we're seeing new ways to communicate what we're talking about. So that's all we got. So cool. Big announcement week one, top shippers, everyone on this list was based on our circle analytics, a top shipper based on adding value, communicate or commenting with others, make friends, DMS, all that. You're going to get a nice star and circle. Uh, you can get on this list next week. You up your game. So 
everyone there. There are the pictures. We'll give it go back to the last one, Cole, just so we can see them all again. Boom. All you got to do, engage the circle. Keep our keep our ship sailing inside. And people really value it. You know, I mean, it's it really is important. I mean, think about the first the first time you wrote something, and if one person comments and goes, I found that interesting, or I learned something new. I will never forget the first comment that I ever got on something that I wrote on the internet as a teenager. And I thought I'm one step away from being the biggest writer on planet earth. Like I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. So it means a lot to people. You want people to do that for your work. You, you know, pay it forward, do it for other people. Boom. There they are. Amazing. Thanks everyone for who's been crushing it. Even if you're not on that list, thanks for everyone who's commenting on Twitter circle, engaging with one another, this community, the momentum is infectious in this one. So some shout outs, Cole, you want to go through these? Yeah, we've had some really cool ones. I, I pulled a couple that just speak to the power of writing on the internet. And also, you know, it, it's the same question we get asked all the time. Oh, what if you have zero followers? What if you have no audience? What if you're starting, you know, do all these things still matter, right? I mean, here, Luli, I shared here was getting 200 followers in three days, hitting 10K since last night, followers went from 10K to went up by 200, but uh, wrote this essay that ended up getting liked by Naval, who's a you know huge, huge account on Twitter. And it's not like Naval follows Luli, you know, like that just happened because of the way that content gets distributed. And this is one of the coolest parts about writing in social environments is you never know who's going to get exposed to your work. You never know which account is going to just go, wow, I, that's really interesting. I'm going to throw, I like it. Right. And then that just sends it into a whole new tailspin of exposure. So love seeing these things. It's uh, it's, it just confirms how much writing in social environments is a, is a powerful mechanism for growth. This is another great, great example of how, look, I mean, Dan, Daniel just, you know, said he was down for the count with COVID. I just got my, you know, my booster shot. I was down for a couple of days. Uh, it's, you're always going to have something that gets in your way. You're always going to have an excuse not to write, you know, sometimes it's physically impossible to get off the couch and write. Uh, but it's, you just, it's all about the next day. How do you get back on? How do you get back into your routine? Um, so really, really cool to see stuff like this, just the commitment to, Hey, I'm just going to stick with it, commit to the habit. Um, this is another amazing one. You know, people start ship 30 and go, Hey, it's taking me four five, six hours to write a single thing. And yeah, the first time you do anything is really, really hard. You know, it's like, you got to retrain your brain and then you do it for one day, two days, three days, all of a sudden a six hour writing session becomes a two hour writing session. And then eventually a two hour writing session will become, oh, I can write an atomic essay in 45 minutes, you know? So it's a skill. It is, it's something that you build over time. It's not everyone just randomly has different lengths of time for how long it takes them. This is, this is a skill. We love seeing it happen. So keep practicing because it only gets faster, more efficient, more effective. And same thing here. I mean, it's pretty awesome when we see people start writing and they make a bunch of noise and then they find the signal and all of a sudden there's a breakout, you know, and this is why we educate so much on don't start by creating your own blog or your own site or some other platform that no one knows exists because it is very easy 
in these social environments to go, I wrote something that got a thousand views. I wrote something that got 10,000 views or even a hundred thousand views, or, oh, it got exposed to these big accounts or, oh, I connected with someone that I didn't even know they were reading my work. These are all the benefits that happen from practicing in public and writing in environments where there's so many readers. So we love looking at this stuff. I mean, please continue to share your wins in the wins channel. Um, it really, really is awesome to see. We love it. Other people love it. It's motivating. It's inspiring. So really, really cool. Nice job. All right. So on to today, what we have for you is a masterclass crash course in how to write irresistible headlines. So the goal, we're going to talk about the three biggest questions every reader has, how you can answer them, and then walk you through five very simple frameworks to write headlines readers can't help but click on without using clickbait. We're going to talk a little bit about that too. So Real quick, dive through some of your older Atomic essays, whatever you've written so far, grab a headline, drop it in the chat. Our goal is by the end of today's session to turn that into an irresistible headline. So let's see some examples. Pick one, hold on to it. The million dollar cola can, perfect start. Cole, for, for uh, the- <laughs> That is a really great start. You know, that's a perfect start. Homeschool isn't what you think. Data Warehouse 101 how running changed my life. Twitter feels bad for my brain. Perfect. All right. So there's a lot here. Everyone's going to have one and latch onto it because this is the, this session is one of the more zero to one kind of things that once you see these frameworks, you'll never look at a headline that you read again. You'll never write the same one uh, like, like you used to. It's just a completely new way of thinking that once you have, you will use forever. So strap in, this one's going to be good. Yeah, and keep keep this headline, you know, in a different window or next to you because ideally the goal is by the end, we're going to rewrite this thing. You're going to see the transformation. You're going to see the before and after. And before, before we fully dive in here, I want to preface two things, okay? I won't even, let's not even get ahead of ourselves, okay? Two things. One is that, if you are making these mistakes, do not beat yourself up about it because the writing headlines is an entire art in itself. Okay. Like if you know how to write compelling headlines, you understand something that the vast majority of people do not understand. So if you notice these, these mistakes, don't sit there and beat yourself up about it. Just go, okay, now I know and now you can practice something different. Okay. That's point A. Point B is we're going to show you a handful of examples. Um, I think these atomic essays are from the previous cohort. Mm -hmm. If you are in the previous cohort and you see your essay listed as an example here, this is not a direct shot at you. We are just pulling essays in order to drive home the point that we are trying to explain. And it's very helpful for people to see where the essay was. And I'm sure, you know, we're sure that you've evolved and changed since then. So if you see an old essay of yours, do not think that we are putting you, putting you on blast. Okay. We are all here to just learn and improve with each other. Okay. So those are the two big things. So in order to understand headlines, the first big thing you need to wrap your brain around is that your headline is not a fancy bow that goes on the present. Okay. That is how most people think about headlines. They go, I wrote, I wrote, I said what I wanted to say. And now I put a big red bow on top. And as long as it's a shiny bow, everyone's going to want to read my essay. And this is not what a headline is. A headline is a mini sales pitch 
to your reader saying, this is what the piece is about. This is who it's for. And this is why you should read it. And if your headline does not deliver on these three questions, there's a very simple rule that we share with people. If it doesn't deliver, the reader is confused. And if the reader is confused, they're gone. Okay. So you are everything that you do, every decision you make, every word that you pick is designed to avoid confusion. Okay. So these are the three questions that your headline needs to answer. And we'll cover a couple things here um, throughout, but an immediate question that's going to jump into your head is, isn't this clickbait? We're going to cover that. And so don't worry. Um, I know that one is, comes up right it's when coming. you see something like this, right? It's coming around the corner. Okay. So here is an example. All right. I want to write about money. We talked about this in the last session about here's, you know, kind of broadly, most people just go, I want to write about this big, broad, broad topic. The what is, okay, more specifically, I want to write about how to build wealth. The who is, this is for, say, people in their 20s, how to build wealth in your 20s. And the why, why this matters to the reader is, here's how to build wealth in your 20s so you can, right? What's the outcome? What, why does it matter? So you can buy anything, live anywhere, do what you love in your 30s, Okay. So if you notice, what happens is when you go through and you answer, what is this about? Who is this for? Why does it matter? By the time you fill in all three, you have a headline. Okay, that is your headline. So here's the idea. I want to write about how to build wealth in your 20s. So you can buy anything, live anywhere and do what you love in your 30s, which translates into a headline that says how to build wealth in your 20s, buy anything, live anywhere and do what you love in your 30s. Okay. So I just really want to walk through how it's, it's a very simple process. You just need to answer these three questions. And then once you answer them, you know, this, this first version is just, I'm just trying to get all the words out. The headline is just an organization of those words, but you're still answering those three questions. Okay. Here's another one. I want to write about productivity. Okay. What's the, what specifically, what do you want to write about? I want to be productive or uh, to be productive, you have to be happy. That's the idea. Can't be productive if you're unhappy. That's why I want to write about. Who is it for? Well, project managers. I want to speak directly to project managers. I'm a project manager. I know project managers. Okay, to be a productive project manager, you have to be happy. Why does it matter? To be a productive project manager, you have to be happy because if you're happy, you will be less, you will be a less stressed leader and a more inspiring leader. Okay, so you can see we're answering these questions for the reader. Here's why this matters. So that's the idea. Gets turned into a headline. Three stress management techniques you can use to be a happier, more inspiring project manager. Okay, so if, if you think about this in steps, it's just what, who, why, write it out, assemble it into a headline. That's it. And we're going to show you when you don't do this, your life becomes very complicated for the reader because they have no idea what they're walking into. It'd be like, imagine your friend walking up to you going, do you want to walk through this door? You go, well, what's behind the door? They go, open and find out. You're like, no, I don't want to walk through that door. In front of that abandoned building? No, I have no interest. Tell me what's behind the door, right? That's what it's like 
when you don't answer these questions for the reader. They don't know what they're walking into. And if the reader's confused, they're gone. Okay, so this is the big, you got to come back to that over and over and over again. So real quick in the chat, you can stick with the same headline that you that you're working with or just a topic in general. What's the what? What do you want to write about? Dash, who is it for? Right? Dash, why should they read it? And if you can articulate these three things, you have a headline, you have your piece, you understand A to Z, here's what, here's the journey I'm taking the reader on, right? Th th this is all you have to answer, just three questions. So if you can, throw, throw it in the chat. Let's see what, what people come up with here. And something to keep in mind with this, this is a forcing function for you to clarify what it is you're actually trying to say. Yes. When you have an unclear headline, it's really masking that you're not quite sure what the piece is saying. It's a, I wrote something, I kind of understand what it is, but it's almost vague to me. So I'm going to keep it vague up top. But when you have something that is crystal clear, which is going to be one of our first frameworks, it is, it's, it's doing a service to the reader. Because when you present very clearly in your headline, what it is you're writing about, you're forcing the reader to make a decision whether or not what you've written is for them. And so we're going to talk about that in the second one, but just keep that in mind is, you know, Cole, you give the best example of this is, aren't my headlines going to be too long? Mm -hmm. And the book, if someone wrote a book, tell that story. This is, I, I love, I love this story is when we show you these headline techniques, the first response you're probably going to feel is this seems like so many words right? Because we grow up, we're taught the title should be like one word, right? Evening, you know, or one word, like a dark forest, right? Like that's, and we're, we're taught to feel like, oh, we want to create this big magical bow that goes on top. And so when you learn about this, you think, oh, that's so long. Well, here's the thing. If I said, I'm going to write you a book with everything that I think about you in the book, I'm going to mail it to your house. It's going to be 80,000 words of everything that I think about you. You're going to read all 80,000 words. You're going to read the whole thing. And then when you finish, you're going to mail me back a letter that says, I read it. Could you please send more? Right? Because readers, we are selfish people, right? We, as readers, we want to learn about ourselves. We want our questions answered. We want things that serve us, Right? When you are writing a headline, what you are doing is you are articulating to the reader, this is, what, this is about you. This is the problem you're experiencing. This is the transformation you're looking for. This is the, the question that you have. And if you read this, here's what I'm going to give you, right? It's about you. So it doesn't matter if it's five words or 15 words or 50 words or 50,000 words. You're going to read all of them if they are relevant to you. Yeah, every piece of content sits on the irrelevant and relevant spectrum. Doesn't matter how long it is. If it's relevant, people are going to read it. Same thing. Every piece of content sits on an easy to get through, hard to get through spectrum. The easier it is to get through and the more relevant it is, it does not matter the length. It could be seconds, it could be 2,000 pages. If it's easy to get through and it's relevant for you, you're going to read it. Yep. All right, let's talk frameworks. Sounds like everyone's got a little bit of a... Uh, what they have going, what, who, All right. why. 
we're ready, we're ready to flow. So these are just five different ways that you can think about when you sit down to write a, a headline, you want to think about how am I approaching this, you know, and, and the biggest thing that you want to work on is getting out of your own way. Okay. Your writing is not about you. Your headline is not about you. Your idea is not, is not impressive because you came up with it. Okay. That is all ego. Writing and getting better at writing is about removing your vested interest in it, removing your ego and going, what is most valuable to the reader? What do they want? What question do they have? What problem am I, am I solving for them? Right. And these are all different frameworks about how to think about that so that when you sit down to write, you aren't writing for yourself, you are writing for a reader. Okay. So this is the biggest one without question clear, not clever. Okay. No one understands what you mean when you say the dream brigade, right? No one gets it when you title your essay, nothingness, right? Okay. No one gets it when you say how to solve the world's problems, one pixel at a time, right? Like you have to really look outside of yourself and go, I didn't create this. If someone else wrote that, would I understand it? And the answer is probably no. Okay. So what writers think, and I'm, I'm saying this from personal experience, I, I wasted seven years of my life trying to write clever headlines, not realizing that they don't achieve the goal that they're setting out to achieve. Okay. Writers think that when creating a clever headline, they are being mysterious. They are being alluring, right? They are, they are doing a magic trick. And what they're actually doing is they're announcing to the reader, I don't respect your time. I don't respect your time. I'm expecting you to click and give me your attention, even though I didn't earn it. And you're going to sit there like a good reader and you're going to read the whole thing because I'm special. Okay. This is some tough love. All right. And that is not what happens, right? Nobody does that. You don't do that as a reader. I don't do that as a reader. Dickie doesn't do that as a reader. No reader does that, right? Okay, so you have to, I'm yelling because I'm passionate, okay? This is 10 years of hard lessons, everyone. Okay, I'm trying to pass it along, okay? So what you wanna do is you wanna take that clever, you wanna put it in a box and you just wanna be clear. Just tell the reader what it's about. Just tell the reader who it's for. Just tell the reader why it matters, okay? So here, this is a great example, this essay here. The top three ways to sponsor women in the workplace rather than just claim your company does, okay? What is this about? It's how to sponsor women in the workplace, right? Who is this for? It's anyone who wants to learn about how to sponsor women in the workplace, right? And why does it matter? Because you probably either know of or have been in a situation where this isn't the case, or you've heard your company just go, yeah, we say these things, but they don't really mean anything, right? So as a reader, you go, I understand what I'm walking into. There's a big sign on the door, right? And as a result, it's easy for you to make a decision, should you walk in or shouldn't you, okay? Contrast that with dreams. What's it about? We don't know, right? Mommy, there's a phone in my ear. 
What's it about? We don't know. The taste of water. What's it about? Is it literally about how water tastes? No, it's not. That's not what this essay is about, right? And it's and we're not saying that the writing isn't good. The writing's great, but there's no sign on the door that says this is what's behind the door. Okay. And let's go back to first principles, right? 22 laws of digital writing. Readers on the internet don't read. They skim. And the first thing they skim is the headline. And if your headline doesn't answer those three questions, if confused, the reader's gone, right? So you can just see how there's all of, all these laws we're giving you. Like they're just, if this happens, then this happens. Just the overarching thing to keep in mind here is keep in mind who your competition is and on the internet your competition is tiktok and netflix so if you're not clearly communicating this is what i'm writing about it's too easy for someone to swipe away onto something else but if you can very clearly say here's what this is here's what you're going to get out of it not here's why i wrote it it's all about the reader it's here's what you're going to deliver to them you're going to have a reader instantly and they're not going to go back to TikTok and Netflix. But the second you confuse them, they're gone. Your competition is everything. Your competition is attention. So you have to give the answer to the reader. Okay. So that's the first thing. If you ever feel yourself being clever, put it aside. It's better to be simple and clear than to be cleverly brilliant and confusing. Okay, period. Second big thing, pinpoint writing. Dickie, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, so every time I sit down, I put three or four questions at the top. And what that helps me do is instead of thinking I'm writing for this big audience, I write for a single person. So I answer those questions. Who am I writing for? What problem am I solving? And what benefit am I unlocking? So this is my framework for writing for one specific person, because if the one thing you'll notice on these headlines is they are intentionally cutting out readers. And that is the goal. We said that from the very beginning is everything you write, you want to force a reader to make a choice. You can make that choice easier for them right away with your headline, where you clearly write your headline so that the exact person you want reading it is going to read it and going to stay on it. And then you let the scale of the internet guarantee it's going to show up in enough people that it's relevant to's timeline. So pinpoint writing is just a, instead of trying to write for everyone, think about I'm going to write for one person and I'm going to hone in on that person starting with my headline. Mm -hmm. There's a great um, uh, copywriting exercise. If, if anyone really wants to go down the rabbit hole here, when you're thinking about writing for one person, write a one, two, three page, almost biography about that person. So you go, I'm writing for, you know, middle-aged, you know, si single moms who, you know, are struggling to work from home and take care of their kids. Hyper-specific, right? Go write about that. What's her name? What's her daily routine? What is she like? What problems does she run into during the day? List them all out right? Like really think about the person. Don't just go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing for women, right? I'm, I'm writing for teenagers, right? You 
What's the teenager's name? Who's Joey? What's Joey like? You know, what, what are Joey's wants, dreams, insecurities, and ambitions, right? And when you do that, you really gain a, a, this perspective of, I, I'm going to speak, I can speak to this person deeply. And if you can speak to one person deeply, you're going to speak to all the other people like Joey over there who are the same as him, same as her, same as whoever in the world, right? So that's all this is. So here... These are some great examples of, you can see in the headline, the question that you're asking as the reader is who specifically, right? Three ways silence can help you work better and live happier. Who reads, who's going to read this, right? Like, well, who is the reader? Is it someone young who's working too hard? Is it someone who's at the end of their career and feels burned out, right? Who's the who? And the reason writers avoid this is because they think I want to make the headline as big and broad as possible, right? I, I want to appeal to everyone. But when you write something for everyone, you write something for no one, okay? No one reads that headline and goes, this feels like it was custom made for me, right? What they feel like is, oh, I just, I came across another essay on the internet, right? Carving out time for personal work. Who, who wants to carve out time for personal work, right? What are your struggles? What are your ambitions? What are your wants, needs, hopes, dreams? Who, who's carving out the time, right? Five ways to get stuff done. What stuff, whose stuff, right? So you can see how it's a very simple, like wherever you're starting, get more specific, get more specific again, get more specific again, and really try to imagine who is that one person, Think of someone in your life. I know if I'm writing anything like productivity, like daily routine oriented, I'll go, I'm going to write this for Dickie. Dickie loves reading about that stuff. I understand Dickie as a person. I'm going to write this like I'm writing a letter to Dickie. Dear Dickie, do you want to improve the efficiency of your morning routine? I understand you A to Z. Here is exactly what you need to do, right? And, and it would work. read it and I'd read it exactly. And I would read it. And I, this, the very subtle mental hurdle that you have to overcome is getting comfortable cutting out readers in your headline. If you take one thing away from this session, it's I, I have to get comfortable that the headline, the very first one, three ways silence can help you work better would be a 10 times better headline. If it was three ways silence can help single moms with two kids, like raising kids on their own, work happier and live or work better and live happier. Yes. Right. Because the single mom, when that pops up on their timeline is going to inhale that piece of content because it's going to feel custom made for them. And yes. that's the point. That's how you develop a deep, a dense, deep audience. Um, instead of, you know, I'm not really sure who this is for. So I'm going to cast a wide net and come back with no fish. This is, I, this is a great example in the chat. Uh, Michael, whether you mean it as a joke or not, it is a terrific example, right? Five ways plumbers can get stuff done so they can get home before dinner. Do you, you can immediately imagine the plumber carrying his bag of tools, being like, oh, if only I could get home for dinner, right? And the interesting thing is here's what happens is when you get more and more specific, I'm not a plumber, but I might go, 
well, I'm not a plumber, but I, I have kind of the same daily routine as a plumber and I wish I could get home for dinner. So maybe I can read this too and I can extract my own takeaway, right? So there's, there's this weird counterintuitive thing that happens where mm. the more specific you get, the more re- different types of readers see themselves in your work and go, well, that's not exactly me, but I resonate with it. So I'm going to read it anyway. Right. Whereas if you just say five ways to get stuff done, people go, yeah, yeah, we're all trying to get stuff, stuff done. Moving on. Right. That's a great point. Huh. I'd be way more likely to read five ways plumbers can get more done just out of curiosity. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It is every, this is the most counterintuitive thing. And it is very hard to like reorient your brain because school doesn't teach us this English classes don't teach us this. And even a lot of people that give writing advice on the internet don't teach you this, right. It's like, you have to really think through the steps of what's happening here, which leads to perfect segue. Okay. Specificity is the secret. Any time that you sit down and you say to yourself, this is too specific, get more specific. Okay. So here's a great headline, three camera settings, photo, uh, photographers need to understand to get started in real estate right away. So let's just, just pick this apart for a second. This essay isn't about photography. This essay is about camera settings. That is like the most, like so specific right? This is not like how to get started in photography. This isn't do what you love. This is literally, here are three knobs on your camera that will allow you to, more specific, take pictures in real estate, right? Not take pictures, not do what you love, right? Take pictures in real estate. So this blew up, by the way. This, yeah, this, this, yeah. Our, this, this essay blew up, by the way, that's why we put it, why we put it in here because anyone who read it would say there, there could be maybe three people on earth that that's relevant to. That's how specific it felt. And the reason it got such high engagement is because every single person that is interested in photographies or in photography of real estate read that thing instantly and it resonated. It delivered on its exact promise. And that is, that's all you have to get comfortable doing is writing things that get more specific. Yes. And, and I see in the comments, look, why, why I am yelling. Okay. Why I'm clearly passionate about this is because literally everyone from the absolute day one beginner to, I run multi-billion dollar companies with multi-billion dollar content marketing departments make this mistake. Everyone, 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 everyone. And it is, once you see it, it is, it is so frustrating because it's not that people aren't talented. It's not that people aren't good writers. It's that they sit there and they put a big fancy bow on top and then they go, why is no one reading, right? When you go and you click on the homepage of a multi-billion dollar company that says, we tell human stories for people who care so tomorrow is a brighter day than today. You're like, are you a health insurance company? Are you a school, right? You have no idea, okay? It is the easiest thing to do. Just be specific. Just say to the reader what, the, it's three camera settings. That's all it is. 
right? Is just three camera settings, all right? You don't have to make it any more complicated than that, okay? So here, three concepts for beginners to enjoy deeper crypto conversations. Get more specific. What does deeper mean? Here's a little, a little trick. Anytime you use a word that ends in ER in your headline, be more specific. Deeper, faster, smarter, stronger, better, more, right? It, those are vague words. What does that mean? What does it mean to have a deeper crypto conversation? Define it, say it, be specific to the reader, right? The more specific that you get, the more that the reader sits there and goes, Wow. Like the, the chat, right? I say something and there's 50 uh, comments in the chat that go, ouch. I feel that, right? Ouch, right? That's what you want. You want the reader to go, I felt that. Ooh, you're speaking directly to me. Ooh, right? You want that. Seven quotes from the parenting ex experts to get you thinking. Get you thinking about what? What are we thinking about? right? Are we, get, get us thinking about how to raise better children, get us thinking about how to buy our first Bitcoin. Get, what are we thinking about? Okay. Want to be a better boss, better how, right? Treat your team members differently. Treat them how, how different how, right? So it's just, it's all you have to do is just sit there with yourself and go, that's version one, be a better boss. Fine. Version one, define better version two. Define it more specifically, version three. More specific than that, version four, right? You're just pushing and pushing and pushing. All right, this is the perfect time to handle two objections that I think are probably going on in a lot of people's heads. And if you thought Cole was fired up about what we've talked about so far, <laughs> Cole, what about clickbait? These are clickbait. My favorite, my favorite question on earth, okay? Here's the thing. I don't want to write clickbait. I shouldn't have to. I don't right? want to write what, clickbait. Not me. If I tell you, if I title, if I title an essay, here is how to make $10,000 in 10 hours using two of your index fingers, right? Just these two. It's all you need. Every person would say that's clickbait. But if you start reading it and I deliver on the promise and by the end of the essay, you go, oh my God, I now understand how to make $10,000 in 10 hours with my two index fingers. You are not going to sit there and call it clickbait. What you're going to do is you're going to bookmark it and then you're going to email it to five of your friends. And then when your mom calls you later at 3.35 PM, you're going to go, mom, you would not believe the atomic essay that I read today, I now I now know how to print ten thousand dollars in ten hours using only my two index fingers. It is remarkable, right? That's what's going to happen. Clickbait is nothing but a okay. Sorry, like BuzzFeed ruined the format. Okay, we get it. But all clickbait is is you made a promise in your headline that you didn't keep. That's it. If you make a big promise and you don't keep it in the content, it's clickbait. If you make a big promise and you keep it, the reader goes, this is the most miraculous thing I've ever found on the internet. I'm going to go distribute it to 10 more people and I'm going to help make it go viral. Okay. So do not think that just because a headline has a number in front of it, that it's clickbait. 
Go open up the New York Times. Go open up the Atlantic. Listicles are a format. It doesn't mean that the format's broken, okay? The content that you put inside the format is what matters. So if you deliver on the promise, it's not clickbait. And if you don't deliver on the promise, then your readers get frustrated and go, why did you make me a promise that you couldn't keep? And then they walk away. And, and here's the big mindset shift that once I had totally unlocked the way I wrote intros and headers and headlines and any kind of any kind of capturing attention stamp or keeping or capturing attention. It's I used to think I shouldn't have to do this, right? My writing is quality enough that I shouldn't have to resort to these kind of things that bait attention, right? That I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. And the mindset shift is instead. I'm so confident that what I am doing and writing about is useful and valuable to the reader that it is my moral obligation to do everything possible to get them to read it. I want to put every tactic, psychological trick, hack, whatever it is to get them to read it, knowing that if I get their attention, I'm going to deliver on it. Right? So once you start to write in that way, it's, I wrote something. Now, how do I guarantee people read it? And that's mm-hmm. what writing a high quality, effective, clear, concise headline is all about. Yep. I mean, and again, we, we use this example in the last session too. Imagine you're talking to someone at a dinner party. Imagine you're talking to your best friend, right? In a conversation, you're going to go, oh, I guarantee, oh, I can show you how to do that. Super easy, right? I can explain that to you in like 10 seconds. What you're doing is you're making a promise to the other person. That's all the headline is. I promise you, Right. That if you give me, this is, this is what's actually happening. I promise that if you give me two minutes of your life, right? Let's not say time because time is your life, right? If you give me two minutes of your life, I will teach you how to make $10,000 in 10 hours using only your index fingers, right? That's the trade that's happening. So when you title something dreams, right? You title something, the sound of water, right? What you're doing is you're saying, here's the deal. You trade me. We don't know how long it takes. I'm not really telling you. However much time of your life, I'm going to give you something in return. The reader goes, well, what are you giving me? You go, I'm not going to tell you yet. You want to trade? The reader's like, no, I want my two minutes. What are you talking about? They go, no, I wrote it. You should give me your two minutes. No questions, right? That's what's happening. You don't want to do that, okay? So the easiest way to confront that is answer a very simple question. For who, so that, okay? Who is this for? So that they can unlock whatever outcome, okay? So this is a great example in this headline. Three tips for first-time leaders of innovation products. Not three tips for leaders, right? More specific, three tips for first-time leaders. More specific again, first-time leaders of innovation projects to stop worrying and deliver early, okay? So the for who is first-time leaders of innovation projects and the so that is so that you can stop worrying and deliver early, right? So this is, it's a very easy framework to ask yourself when when you read a headline that you write, for who, so that. Okay, so here, a couple of other examples uh, down here. Recipes, for who, so that, right? Gluten-free pancake recipe so that you feel like you can eat carbs without feeling guilty. 
right? Investing tips for who? Investing tips for teenagers so that by the time you retire when you're 65, you've got $3 million in the bank, right? Real estate advice for who? First time home buyers so that you buy a house that appreciates over time. And if you want to move on, you can turn it into a rental property, right? That's all you're doing. You're just answering the for who so that over and over and over again. And, and remember, word count doesn't matter. If your headline is three lines long, but it speaks directly to the reader, doesn't matter. Who cares? And the mo I think the most underrated part of this for who so that is when you write to a very specific reader, their response and resonance with whatever you're saying is going to tell you next, right? They're going to say, oh, this made a lot of sense to me. My next question is X. And there you go. Now you have another thing to write about. When you get more specific to a specific person, they're going to help you come up with your own ideas to write about next because they're going to say, wow, this was super informative, but now I'm struggling with this. Can you help me solve that? And that compounded over time is how you build a very dense following of people who are very interested in everything you have to say, because you were basically crafting solution after solution, inspiration after inspiration for them. And you do that through this for who so that. Yes. So here are a couple great examples of missed opportunities, right? Why not only every engineer needs a productivity system. Okay. Well, we have the who, and this is for engineers, right? But we don't have the so that, okay? A productivity system so that you do what, right? What, what is the outcome? What is, what is the thing that you will get in return, right? Four ways to diversify your emergency food storage, okay? We kind of have a who, right? I mean, it's people that are interested in emergency food storage, but the who could be more specific, right? How about four ways to diversify your emergency food storage as a, right, as a who, okay, as a, a single dad living in the middle of Arkansas, right? Okay, wow, hyper-specific, got it, okay? So that when the zombie apocalypse comes, you're good, right? That specificity, you might not live in Arkansas and you might not ever read about zombies ever anywhere else, but you go, this is interesting. I want to see how this turns out, right? The specificity is what brings you in. How becoming a dad changed perspective on life and work, okay? This is an amazing essay, by the way, right? The writing can be great. All we're talking about is how to get readers in the door. But the title, okay, for dads, can we be more specific? Who more specifically? First-time dads, right? Brand new fathers, so that changed perspective on life and work, how, right? What's, what's the outcome, okay? So there was a great question in the, in the chat, should, should we write our headlines first or at the end? Personally, here's that phrase again, forcing function. Headlines are a great forcing function for clarifying who is it for, what is it about, and why does it matter? And if you can get all that clarity in the headline, the Atomic Essay writes itself. So another question, Cole, that we can address here is what about famous writer XYZ? They don't do this. How do they mm -hmm. become so successful? And the seed I want to plant 
and it's really a framework you can apply to any area that you see someone having success. And it's ask the question because of, or despite, Mm. right? You look at any of these famous authors who have written thing after thing, first off, you are not them. So it's not like, oh, they don't do it. So I don't have to do it. That's the first thing to break. And a very common one is like Paul Graham, Paul Graham, maker schedule, manager schedule, classic essay, right? Not using this framework as a headline. Um, But if he did, would it be even more famous? Mm -hmm. You look at Seth Godin. Seth Godin is extremely prolific. Like one of the writers I look up to more than almost anyone else. But when he puts out his headlines, I actually skip a lot of them because I'm not really sure. And I'm on Twitter and I scroll past them because I don't know what it's doing. But if he, it's despite that, he's had massive success. So that's mm-hmm. the idea I want to drive home is that don't, don't sit and think, oh, this writer I look up to doesn't do this. I think their content would be more relevant and be even more successful if they use these kind of frameworks. A hundred percent agree. And, and also building on that, if you, if you notice really closely, writers in the beginning that really catch fire quickly, typically do these things. This is how they catch fire. They attract people's attention, right? And then after a writer or creator starts growing, start developing, I've, I've been doing this for a long time now. So I've seen these cycles play out. What happens is at a certain point, the creator starts drinking their own Kool-Aid. They go, I'm special now, right? I don't need to be clear to my readers anymore. And they start being more and more clever. And what they're doing, they don't realize they're doing it, but what they're doing is they're saying, I'm important. You should know me by now, right? And the mistake is that they are now making it more and more difficult for net new readers to get introduced to their work. So everyone that knows them, sure, they go, okay, hey, here's another clever essay from the writer I love. I'm on board, great. But new readers go, dreams? What the hell are you talking about, right? So Dickie, to your point, I love that question of, you know, in despite of, there are a lot of people that get there and then they start drinking their own Kool-Aid and then their chart starts doing this over time. And they start making it harder and harder for people to get on board with their work. A lot of mental upgrades in this one. This is a, lot a, a jam-packed ones. one. All right, very last framework. This, this is one, a little counterintuitive relative to the first four, but you want this is this is ultimately where you want to get to. Where you want to get to is you want to create what's called a curiosity gap. The curiosity gap is I'm going to tell you the beginning of the story and the end of the story, but I'm not going to fill in the middle. Okay. And so part of this, the misunderstanding that writers have, this is where you hear people say, I don't want to write clickbait, right? Because they misunderstand the technique, right? You would never like, imagine if, if your new favorite movie or podcast or whatever comes out and in the trailer of the movie, they go, his name was Todd. He grabbed a gun and then he shot his neighbor. Come see the movie. You'd be like, but I don't have to see it. You, you, you already told me that Todd's the murderer, right? Why I don't have to go see it now, okay? So really great trailers, really great teasers, really great lead-in tweets, really great headlines. What they're doing is they're going, here's the beginning of the story. 
here's where we're going to end up somewhere in the end. And I'm not going to tell you the middle. Click to read, right? Click to read. And this, this is how you engineer really great headlines. So this is an awesome example. Three worrying health trends that affect city dwellers, okay? Currently being affected, right? Beginning of, of the story. And then the end and how to reverse them in just two hours a week, okay? So this creates a gap, right? And the gap for the reader is, whoa, here's a problem. Here's the solution. If only I knew how to link the two, okay? And so then they go, I'm gonna click to read. And again, going back to the clickbait example, right? If you create this gap and then you don't fill in the gap in the content, it's clickbait. But if you create the curiosity gap and then you perfectly fill it with a nice, even you know, pathway from beginning to end, it's nice and smooth. People can drive straight down, right? There's no traffic, okay? Then the reader goes, this was incredible. I'm gonna go share it with five people. And so we really want you to internalize this. Clickbait is not just, I put a number in front and so thus it's clickbait. Okay, clickbait is I made a promise that I didn't keep. That is all. I mean, this headline is just a masterclass. Like the more I read it for city dwellers that affects city dwellers and here's what they can do about it. But I'm not going to tell you, you have to read it. If I'm a city dweller, I'm going to read this straight up. Exactly. Because yep. why wouldn't I? Two hours a week, that's all I got to do. And I can reverse these health trends. Like they could use even a better word than worrying if they wanted to really go for it. But that's it. Um, and if you can get all the, let, let's go through these examples of how we can do these better too. Yeah. I mean, just again, this, this is where you kind of see all these frameworks come together, but find your energizer story, right? We don't know what that what? means. We, we, yeah. What we don't know. We don't, where are we going? Are we going to New York? Are we going to LA? Are we going to Australia? Where are we going? Right. You're not really a business if you don't pay people. Here's another great little framework. Read your headline. And if your first response is, okay, then you don't have a curiosity gap, right? You're not really a business if you don't pay your people. Okay. Thanks. I don't, I don't need to see the movie now, right? There's, where's the gap? Where's the, where's the curiosity? You won't believe she is 10 years old. Okay. I won't believe it, right? Like, okay. So it's, and I, and I know like, it seems like, oh, we're just, we're trying to be funny or something, but, but this is serious. Like go scroll through Medium, Quora, Inc. Magazine, whatever blogging platform, Twitter, like you will see this everywhere. And I really want to drive home that it's not that the person's a bad writer. It's that we've been taught the wrong way to introduce readers to our writing. Okay. So we're not saying you're a bad writer. We're not saying that you're not talented. We're just saying you need to change the sign on the door. Right now, it's, an empty, it's a blank door on an abandoned building and no one wants to walk inside. And we're saying, put some paint on it, hang up a sign and say, haircuts inside. That's it. Just tell us what it is, right? Hmm. So, all right. So we all started with the headline at the beginning. Go ahead and take that headline underneath it, rewrite it using one of these frameworks and then paste both of them in the chat 
We'll go through some of them and then we'll have a few minutes to do some live rewrites. We're going to let you drop yours in and Cole and I are going to go to town. Well, let's see who applied these the best. Version one, try to put them in the same uh, chat bucket or little item so we can read them together if you're going to. So here's, here's a good V1. Three levels of EV charging homeowners need to understand before getting in an electric vehicle. So that's that's pretty good. I The only thing I would do is push the... what. So if I solve this, right? If I understand these three levels, what do I get, right? Before getting an electric vehicle, okay, cool. What like What are the outcomes? If you can list out an outcome or two, then I know, oh, this is worth my while, right? Here's mm, this is one. a great one here, here. So Zach, Zachary, um, a part A was a sober, curious career. Hmm. His rewrite was how sober, curious communities at work are helping top performing sales reps battle addiction and crush quota. Whew. Fire. Right. It's a description. You know, they're, they're going to understand versus the clever of a sober, curious career. And notice, notice how if this had gotten cut halfway through, it would have lost all its potency. How sober, curious communities at work are, are helping top performing sales reps. You're like, cool, okay. But how are they helping them? Oh, well, they're helping them battle addiction and crush their quotas. Oh, now I care, right? It's that, it's that last little piece of this is what you get. This is the outcome. This is the transformation. That's what the reader cares about. What else? I'm trying to find ones that make, try to put them on the same one. Why the Model Health Show is my go-to podcast. V1, V3, four reasons why health and wellness newbies should listen to the Model Health Show. Hmm. Nice. One little addition could be so they can blank. Mm -hmm. So yeah, here's the thing. One thing, one thing that always happens after this, it's the best session because tomorrow's essay, we see everyone's change their headline from the dream brigade to <laughs> like a four sentence. I'm going to just basically put the whole essay in the headline. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay because it is a spectrum that you're going to have to play around with. It's a nuance, but this is just a new way of, if you take anything away from the session, it's that the headline is important that you have to spend time thinking about it and you have mm -hmm. to think, what am I actually trying to say? Use it as a way when I come up with ideas, it's the first thing I write now. And I write 10 of them before I even write the body of whatever it is, because it forces me to say, this is what I am saying mm -hmm. and who I am saying it for and what it's going to do for them. Period. So use it as your own benefit versus thinking, you know, oh, I got to write this super long headline. No, use it as, ooh, when I'm coming up with ideas, I'm no longer coming up with ideas. I'm coming up with headlines. Yep. Yeah, this is, there There was a, a we've thrown out some uh, cliche or uh, timeless examples here from the copywriter, Craig Clemens, if anyone knows him, he's a friend of mine and friend of Dickie's. And uh, I was once writing at his house. We, we would do writing sessions together. You know, I, we were writing, we were sitting there for about 30 minutes. And uh, 
we had a timer. So we would do these 30 minute sprints and he turns to me and he's like, you know, how's the writing going? I'm like, Oh, it's, it's great. I got about a, a page done. I got like a thousand words. I go, what about you? And he goes, I think I've almost got the headline. Right. That's that. And he was the one who taught me all of this is like, that's how to think about it. Right. It's not about just, I got all these words out, right. It's really about slowing down and going, what is this about? Who is this for? Why does it matter? Sometimes you got to sit with it. You got to push it, right? You got to think through it. That's, that is the art of headlines, but the headline is the thinking for all of the content that comes after it. So here's a good one. Three lifelong lessons from my turbulent twenties. A little bit of clever in the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? After three lessons on how to lead a more fulfilling life for millennials. Better, right? Yeah. Clear, millennial, want to live a more fulfilling life. Boom. And then, yeah, to push that, right? Remember remember that golden rule, ER words or more phrases, right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by more fulfilling? More fulfilling how, right? So this is where you got to push it. So here's a good one with that example. How running changed my life was number one. Number three, how running can change the life of everyone struggling in their 20s and make them happier, healthier, and wiser. That's almost perfect until you reframe what, it, like, what does it do to be happier, healthier, and wiser, mm-hmm. right? You know, feel more fulfilled. Just the same idea, but just eliminate the ER words. Take yep. them, don't incrementally improve, completely change what you're doing for them. Yep, that's exactly right. And this takes practice. This is why we said headline writing is a skill. It's a language. It's something that you really got to soak yourself in. But once you can write headlines, you can write subject lines, <laughs> section titles. This one is so good. Before, the habits called streaks. So it's a clever habits, but bait. You know, mm. I'm, I'm, I can kind of see where you're going, but I'm pretty confused. One, I see the after, it's the perils of running after habit streaks and how you can avoid falling for them. Like that example Boom. needs to go. I'm, I'm going to put that in the chat just so everyone can see that exact one. Because that that's it. That's it right there. That's how we know we yes. talked about the right things during the session. Because habits is as clever as it gets, right? Yes. You, you're trying, you came up with a new word, right? But this is exactly what you're doing. And this is who you're giving it to. So that that is so cool to see. Yes. This this is another great one. Dinesh, version one, help. I have too many goals. Right? The reader goes, okay. Yeah. Okay. You got, yeah. Okay. Here's the rewrite, a framework, how busy parents can make progress on their goals without feeling guilty. Amazing. Right. That is so much clearer. And then here you can push it even more with more specific examples, right? How busy parents working full-time jobs, you know, or whatever detail we can put in there can make progress on their, what kind of goals right? Without feeling guilty for what? For leaving their kids unattended for an hour at a time or feeling guilty for hiring a nanny or feeling guilty for like, what specifically do they feel guilty about? And again, everyone's, everyone's impulse is to go, ah, that feels so long, right? But your headline is off. It's the forcing function, right? It is a forcing function for thinking. If you can't say what you're trying to say in one sentence, what makes you think you're going to be able to say it in a hundred sentences? 
Okay, a couple quick points before we wrap up. First, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. What's the next one? Okay, so we did some live headline rewrites. Drop your golden nugget in the chat. Was the number one framework from today's session that resonated with you? We threw a lot at you on this one. What Cole and I are probably going to do is maybe for one of the Q&As, we just do a headline rewrite because I think a lot of people like to see the examples. Would that be helpful? Drop that in the chat if you think we should do that. We'll spin that up for you because it, we could do go all day on this. So, mm-hmm. yes, right? That sounds like a good one. So maybe we'll keep keep your eye on the uh, announcements channel. We might throw something together for one of them. But this is just the kind of over-the-top stuff we're trying to do. When we see you guys resonate with, with us jamming on something like this, we'll spin up a video that you can just watch us go for it. Clear I- Not Clever was a gold boulder. I love it <laughs> for who. So that, right. Awesome. What about use better too much? Cool. Okay. So we're going to do something extra with headlines. Keep it, keep your eye on it. It'll be a nice little bonus because we, we know how one fun this session is to how, you know, helpful it is to actually see the examples. I think things click on this when you start to see them more relevant to the content that you're writing. So mm-hmm. get more specific. There you go. Don't fear specificity. Replay, chat, all that. So we're going to do some breakout rooms and you can workshop your own headlines uh, for anyone that can stick around. If not, 